0: Welcome to the Process of Purpose Podcast. Again, we're here to help inspire, motivate, and encourage others to find their purpose through the process of spirituality, health, and wealth, using godly principles and values to break through to the life that God has called us to live. I'm super excited about our next interview here with Pastor Glenn Curry. I'm excited to have you. Well, yeah, thank, thank you, Robert. For, thank you for starting the time. Yeah, we got Starting the time. <laughs> we're getting that going. And 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 I, I met Pastor Glenn Curry here at Hope UC. Um, in Monrovia or hope you see Los Angeles, right? That's right. what I call it. Right. Um, and you know, I would always see him walking around the, 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 you know, during, during church and just greeting everybody, lifting everybody up. So I was like, man, I need to get pastor Glenn Curry on this podcast. He has his own podcast called uh, pillars of faith. Pillars of Faith Christian,
1: you can get the app on your smartphone. Yeah, yeah. And I was just, about,
0: yeah, mm. yeah, it's free. And I was about to say, hey, where can, where can people find you, Pastor?
1: Yeah, I, I think that'd be the way. I've got uh, like about a five-minute videos mm. on different subjects, Bible su- subjects and success and prosperity and healing and stuff like that. And then, of course, my Monday through Friday podcast that you can go back and hear two years of podcasts mm. and radio broadcasts.
0: Great, great. Yeah, so you've been on the radio before. I've actually been on his podcast before. I was extremely honored just to, to
1: come on, and when you asked me, I, I was super excited to be on here. Well, Robert, I know you're a mighty earth-shaking, history-making, mountain-moving champion. I see oh, We see you in the foyer, different places, edifying yeah. and encouraging people, so I think you're doing a great job, and it's a privilege for me to be here with you. Thank you,
0: Pastor. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that to come, man. I know you, you start your, your podcast with that, and
1: it, it fires me up every single time. Good, good. I'm super excited. We're going to talk about our self-image. Yes, there we go. <laughs> the thoughts we have about ourselves. In other words, let's ask our audience, who do you think you are? And if you were to ask me that, I'd say, well, I'm Glenn Curry. I'd give you my age. Yeah. I'd say, I'm six foot three, 200 pounds. I live in Azusa. But that's not really who i am i'm talking about when we talk about our self-image we're talking about when you're all by yourself yeah how do you talk to yourself
0: yeah okay when you're looking at yourself in the mirror right
1: right and so that's what i'd like to talk about because your identity your self-image your perception your view of who you are when you're in private you know what i mean if you were so so fall down drunk you had no inhibitions Mm. and we said robert who are you uh you know and some people would say I am such a loser, I'm such a nobody, nobody loves it. Because that's what they rehearse in their mind a lot. Yeah. And that's created over years, their self-image, and that becomes their belief system and their operate, life operating system. Yeah. And so we wanna change that, of course, with the word of God, but definitely. just with some principles that maybe we can share today. And so uh, your perception, your view of who you are really determines how much success you allow yourself to have, yeah, how much uh, wealth, how much happiness you allow yourself to have. And I'm saying you allow yourself yeah, to have. Cause there's a lot of factors, right? There's a,
0: there's people who are speaking these things into your life. Also, you know, you're growing up and they're telling you, you know, your whole life, you're, you're ugly or, yeah, right. or you know, you're lazy or this and that. And, and a lot of times that becomes your truth.
1: Right. I mean, people, uh, look for faults in other people. Yeah. to make them feel better mm, that's really good you know if somebody if a kid's ears stick out just slightly too much they might call that kid dumbo yeah
0: definitely and
1: that beca- or if their eyes are just set a little close uh, more more so than most people uh hey bug eye yeah, and that that ruins their life, and that's who the, how they think of themselves. Nobody, everybody's looking at me funny because they, they I look bug-eyed, you know, yeah. or stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and then just exactly when 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 people, I mean, I remember growing up, people were always tell me like, man, you're 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 fat, you're hairy. So for a long time. I believe that was fat and hairy for such a long time. I mean, I am pretty hairy, but. Well, you do have some f- <laughs> facial hair, I see that. <laughs> now I embrace it, right? Now oh, I embrace it. Okay. But I know the big part, that's, even when I had lost a lot of weight in my mind, I still believed that I was that, that fat guy. It's crazy,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, you look terrific, man. Yeah, thank you, thank and you. And so, yeah, we really have to love ourselves because how we perceive ourselves determines what we can receive in life and mm. what we can receive from God. Mm. If you don't, if you think you're a perimeter person, that you're undeserving, that you're unworthy, that that God still remembers those sins in the past and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you are, you're not going to let, let yourself have the John ten ten that Jesus came to give us. He said, "I have come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly." That abundant Amen. life is for somebody else, not for me, because this is how I am. Amen. You well, know, well, Pastor Glenn
0: Curry, can I ask you this question? Uh, who do you believe you are?
1: Wow. I believe I'm a son of God, heir of God, joint heir with Jesus Christ. I believe that I'm growing every day. I'm investing in myself. Warren Buffett uh, was asked at the end of a graduation, mm-hmm. college graduation, what advice do you have for the young people across America that are uh, uh, graduating this June? You know, And he was talking at the commencement speech. And so he said this, invest in yourself. And so, it, you know, I know at the end, you're going to ask some questions. So if you are going to ask me, what's the one thing I should have done when I was 10 years old, yeah. it would have probably been invested myself because I didn't, but I didn't, because I didn't see myself worthy of great. better things. If
0: you could, if you could think back at 10 years old, what, what type of maybe mindset or who did you think you were at 10 years old?
1: Well, at 10, my parents grew up during the great depression. Got it. And so we lived in a two bedroom house. Uh, me and my brother, four of us in the family, one bathroom. They never remodeled their house. Mm. They never bought a new car. My dad, if he was walking down the street and found a length of string, he would pick it up and put it in his pocket and later put it in the garage because they grew up during a a very difficult time in America. And so they thought that during Christmas, during birthday, my mom would get close to us and whisper to us, if other family members were there don't tear the wrapping paper on the christmas present Mm. open it carefully so that she could use it again so i grew up we never took a great vacation my mom never was on an airplane i don't know if my dad was or not during world war ii um maybe he was uh but we never took a great vacation we never had a new car things like that and so my dad would show up uh at the end of his work schedule, and he, maybe he would have something he got out of somebody else's trash can mm. and fix it. So I looked at my dad as like a MacGyver guy, you know, mm. he, he's redeeming this stuff and he's real smart. Yeah, but you can do he, it all. he, yeah, but we still shopped at the secondhand store and gotcha. used, used and stuff like that. So I had a poverty mentality that was built yeah. into me. And so I've had to fight over the years uh, using scriptures on prosperity mm. to come out of that. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, because we can get stuck in that. I mean,
0: it it was really tough to get out out of that myself. Where you know, a lot of you know, my family, I, I love them, but they, they sometimes they can stay there. Right. They can stay there, and, and a lot of times they you know you try to talk to them, you try to encourage them, but they don't they don't want to get out of that that mindset. And uh, maybe somebody, if you, if you could share some advice, what are some some practical things that somebody can do to to shift that mindset to to get out of that maybe. Uh, that, that mindset of lack.
1: Well, if you can be around people that are more successful than you, mm. that's going to help. We that's can't good. always just go good. to the millionaire and say, Hey, can you mentor me? Yeah. But, yeah.
0: definitely. But we
1: should try to look for edifying people because people who can't see success and wealth and happiness for themselves, they don't want to see it for you.
0: Yeah. definitely. A- and if
1: they see that you're getting ahead of them, outgrowing them, they want to seed you with words to bring you back to their level. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So
0: they, they want to bring you back down.
1: I'll say this too. Um, when I was, I grew up in a place called South San Gabriel. It's now part of Rosemead. Okay. Yeah. And so um, at that time, we never took a good vacation. We went to Arizona a couple times because my mother uh, grew up in Prescott. So she still had some friends there. So we went to Arizona a couple times. But uh, I started telling myself I'm going to travel because I could never see myself getting out of South San Gabriel, for sure not out of California, even yeah. even temporarily. Temporarily, and I've got to say that man, when I first went to Hawaii, mm. I uh, my wife and I got a, a a really good deal four nights in Hawaii, and you know you don't want to travel out far for four nights. Yeah. Yeah. right and so it was on Oahu and we had an ocean view and what that meant is if you step out on the balcony and look down the street about a mile you could see an inch of water wow and so that was and we would sneak into the Sheraton at night uh mm-hmm. that's on on the ocean in in Waikiki and uh We'd sit on the lounge chair and watch the hula girls and the fire awesome. stuff, and hear the music. And the whole time I was sitting there, I was petrified with fear that somebody was gonna, that it was so obvious that I didn't belong there, mm. and that somebody was gonna come up and, really? and yeah, that somebody from the hotel is gonna come up and say, "Can I see your key card or whatever it is?" You know.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'd see this uh, high rise. I don't know how many stories. Maybe eight or ten stories. And people out on the balcony watching the the show, and I'm thinking, man, can there be that many millionaires in the world? And so th- that was bigger than me.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: But, but between that time and now, of course, I'm way older now. But uh, uh, still looking great. Thank. <laughs> uh, takes one to know one. Yeah, yeah right. So, but now I've I've been blessed to be able to visit 69 different countries. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. So what was that process like from going from that, that, that mindset that you had before to now being like, Hey, man, I, we can almost do anything.
1: Yeah. It's, it's allow yourself, force yourself. I'll say it, force yourself, not allow yourself. Cause it won't just happen. Yeah. Force yourself to do things that are bigger than you yeah, definitely. that you can get out of your comfort zone. We like to say that when you become more as a man, when you become more, you can do more and you can have more. How do I become more? Well, you help the underdog, mm. you travel to places that are bigger than you, that are opulent, and you see that there's a big world out there that you didn't know anything about. Yeah, you definitely. know, I like to go to Atlantis in the Bahamas and, they, and, and just walk by some of the yachts that have submarines on the back. Oh, yes, I've or, seen it. <laughs> or have helicopters so nice. on the back. Right. Yes. And so now we own a week at Atlantis or t- two weeks actually in Atlantis. And we go there sometimes, sometimes we rent it out, but uh, that was bigger than me. Yeah. And so when I finally got accustomed to that, then I was ready for the next step. So do things that are bigger than you, Great. Uh, make little goals and achieve them because they will turn into bigger goals. And here's the thing that I found out in traveling in 69 countries. So when you stay at a resort, um, on every lawn chair now of course it's it's uh uh iPads and stuff like that and yeah. computers but in those days it was books every single rich person read that's so good yeah and so i would say at a young age start getting interested in reading read some self help books read some things about god but read some things that you enjoy
0: yeah definitely
1: no- novels and dramas and yeah, history and stuff like that.
0: I know a good one that I read that I, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy football. Yeah. So I read um, Daily Devotionals with by Tony Dungy. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not exact. I don't know the name. I'll, I'll go ahead and get it for you. I guys. just
1: finished reading Drew Brees. Oh, really? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So and you can find stuff like that out there. But one thing that I want to go back to, you mentioned the Bahamas, because I remember seeing this and um, I had uh, one of the brokers in this office that I was working with, he did mention, he's like, hey, you have to go to this place. Atlantis. And, yeah, in Atlantis, and he goes, but there's a certain area where you can see all these uh, all these yachts, go there and just visualize. Do a little bit of dreaming, right? So I know I have a practice every single morning and I visualize with God and I say, okay, hey God, I." I don't know if I want this and it could be something simple. I always visualize, you know, my wife holding our baby, you know, soon to soon to be baby boy. Right. And and then just me handing her uh just uh the keys to a to a brand new house. Or so I, wow. I I visualize myself saying, "Here here's this this check. You no longer have to go to work anymore." And I and I do this. So can you talk a little bit about maybe importance of visualizing kind of seeing it ahead
1: dreaming? Well, in the, there's a story in the Bible in the Old Testament in Genesis that God told Abraham to leave his family and to follow Him by faith. Mm. That, that God would lead him where he's supposed to go. So he left, but he brought his nephew Lot yes. and his dad. Yeah. And so on the way to wherever God was leading him, his dad stayed at a certain place. Okay. He wasn't ready to go on, and so we got to be ready to go on. Mm-hmm. But uh, after Lot left. God said, now lift up your eyes to the north and the south and the east and the west, for all that you see is yours. Mm, so and so in visualization, you can only have what you can see. And then Abraham had to walk it out and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: But he had to see it. And at the, if you remember at the Jericho, um, they had just crossed over the Jordan River. Mm-hmm. They had like 31 kings they had to fight and there's giants in the land. And so they had a big challenge. And the first challenge was at Jericho, which was a super walled city, a high fortress. Yeah. And so Joshua went out in the morning early to pray and he sees a man over against him, the Bible says, with a sword in his hand. And so Joshua is not a sissy. He whips out his sword and says, hey, over there, are you for us or against us? And the, the guy said, you've got it. You know, I'm going to paraphrase it in yeah. modern language. You got it all wrong, Josh, buddy. I, I, I'm not, it's not that I'm against you or for you. I have come as the captain of the host of the Lord mm. to fight for you. And so the Lord Let's was going to fight in the spirit <laughs> realm. And, yeah. he, and Joshua was going to fight in the natural realm. Great. But then as it goes from chapter five into chapter six, God said, Joshua fell at his feet and worshiped the Lord and stuff like that. And the Lord said, look at Jericho for I have given you the land. I have given you Jericho. Great. So Joshua was required to see yes. that they could, all he saw was big walls with a lot of militaristic guys on top. Right? Yeah. And, and so all he saw that is is that it can't, what are you gonna do God invent a helicopter now for me or cannons yeah. or how, missiles, yeah. how, how are we gonna take this thing? Yeah, and then he had to take action, right? He had to take action, walk around the wall once a day for yep. seven days, seven times on the seventh day and all, all that stuff. But the point is Abraham had to see the land yes. before he could have it. And Joshua had to see that God had given him Jericho. And I think for us, we need to see that, that, you know, the, the promise wealth and riches shall be in your house, the blessing of the Lord, it makes you rich. He adds no sorrow with yeah. it. We've got to see those promises as true in our lives. Great. And then we've got to act as if, you know, use the as if principle. Yeah. Uh, act as if it's really true in our life. That's, Get rid of the stinking thinking, the small thinking and start seeing something bigger.
0: That's so good. Yeah. Cause if you speak it, 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 it becomes right. Because my wife, same thing. Sometimes she'll be doing things and she's like, "Ah, oh, dummy. Like she's talking to herself, talking you to know, herself. like she just kind of, you know, went through that. And uh, so sometimes I have to correct her, you know, help her out, you know, say, hey, we don't, we don't say that stuff around here.
1: I've got a note in my book uh, that I want to read to you real quickly because yep. you said that. Dr. Martin Siegelman, the renowned professor at the University of Pennsylvania, He wrote a book called learned optimism okay and so he believes that you could learn how to be more positive right right and so it's based on 25 years of exhaustive testing and cognitive uh, therapy and stuff like that but his research said that you and i talk to one another at about 140 words a minute okay but we talk to ourselves 900 words (laughs) a minute gosh and way more than 70%, after 25 years of study, he said that everybody, that more than 70% of what we say to ourselves is negative. Oh my gosh. And so what we're constantly doing is telling ourselves what we can't do, what we can't have, what we shouldn't try, mm. what we'll never accomplish, what we regret, if only Ida done this or mm. that, why didn't. How come somebody else gets a break? We're talking to ourselves, those ugly things, how ugly we are, how stupid we are, what a failure we are uh, during those 900 words. And so we're constantly reinforcing stuff that the devil told us or our cousin that didn't like us told us or the kids that were jealous at school told us or even our parents, unfortunately, in some cases.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's, That's so good. And uh, I'm I'm super excited that I had you on here on this podcast. Well, thank uh, you for having me, Pastor Glenn. I do have just uh, a couple questions. I know we we went over one uh, about going back to a certain age, and you know what you what you told yourself. Um, but I want to just ask you this. Maybe one question right now is, uh, what do you believe your purpose is right now at the moment?
1: My purpose is to become super strong and super smart. Uh, increase my wisdom and knowledge and understanding right. and help people get out of their small place. I saw a picture recently, it showed a, uh, during the Great Depression, it showed a kid looking into a bakery and his hands were at the glass okay. and he was looking in at donuts and stuff like that. Great. And you know, that by seeing him, you knew that he could never afford a donut yeah. or a piece of bread, you know, he's eating trash out of the mm. in the, in the alleys and stuff like that, scraps of food. And so I think that that's kind of how the body of Christ and how the people in general are. They know things are better. They know better things are available. They just don't think it's for them. Mm. And so if we can help improve their self image, like what we're talking about today, uh, that God loves me, I love myself, that's the most important. Other than talking to God, the most important conversation you'll ever have, Robert, is watch the conversation you have with yourself daily daily yeah all day long
0: yeah 100 percent. i
1: see you doing that i mean from what i see i'm sure you do it
0: every single day but what i see on sundays you go out there and you're just really encouraging everyone in the foyer uh getting well, one, every, everybody excited and and that fires me up and that gets me going and
1: it makes me want to do the same well all of us meet me included uh, the richest man in the world probably include want to be appreciated yeah we want that yeah you know
0: Definitely. You're
1: okay with me, man. Yeah, definitely. And so that's, that's just a need of, that all humans have.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad that, that we're good. We're yeah, good, we're good. And, and we're here, and we're doing the Lord's work, and, and I'm super excited. Well, Pastor, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for thank coming you. on and, and sharing this wisdom, and I can't wait to have you on again. Okay, well, thanks so much. <laughs> Be blessed, you guys. Yeah, have a great one, guys. If And if nobody loves you, Jesus loves you. That's have a right. great one, guys. And we do, too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah. you, Pastor.